I don't really like statistics because it's an it's a it can be a this or a that. But accounting, there's an answer and there has to be an answer because there has to be. So it just makes sense and it's there and it makes me feel happy that you can close something at the end of the day and you know that it's right and you don't make judgment calls per se. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast was recorded at the Sage Transform Conference in October of 2022. Because it's a little shorter than our usual episodes, this episode does not qualify for free CPE on the Earmark app. However, it's a great interview. I hope you listen and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm David Leary. And I'm Blake Oliver. And Blake, we are still at Sage Intact. Sage Transform. Transform. Sage Transform. Sage Transform. In Orlando, Florida. In Orlando, Florida. We uh, have another business. And actually, this business we're going to speak to, we were supposed to interview last year at this conference, and we had scheduling conflicts, and it never happened. So welcome to the show, Director of Accounting for Purple Wave, Leah Briscoe. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Leah. Hello. So Purple Wave, tell us about Purple Wave. So Purple Wave is an online-only auction company. We uh, specialize in the liquidation of agricultural and construction equipment and fleet vehicles. So the larger pieces of equipment um, go through an online auction process, and they we connect the buyers and the sellers together to have a good purchase. So if I have a combine or a harvester or something like that on my farm, and like... We can buy a semi. Yes. Truck. A semi? Yep. Okay. That is correct. All right. A backhoe. Oh, th- this is so much... We should be do, buying some of this stuff for fun. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff. And it's a, so it's an auction site. It's a bid site. Yes. All okay. online? All online. Okay. All online. We do not hold any live auctions. It's all pr- purely online. As soon as the item is uploaded into um, its workspace for the event date, then you can start bidding on it. And uh, uh, where are you located? Or, or is it virtual? Or, I mean, where, well, are, where are you? Are our you headquarters ex- office is in Manhattan, Kansas. So home of the Wildcats, Kansas State University. So we bleed purple there. But uh, yeah, we're all headquartered in Manhattan, Kansas. I would say about 60% of our staff is at the corporate office. And then we have a sales team that uh, remotes out of their own kind of private residences in the Midwestern area, um, you know, north to south Midwest. And we're starting to expand more so out to, you know, the eastern areas and a little bit as far west as Colorado. And so you have been there a very long time, I think, on your LinkedIn page. How many years? Uh, Over 17 years. And you basically grew up your whole accounting career there. Yes. This is correct. So you yes. started, what did you do when you started before you became the director of accounting? Uh, so when I started, um, I was actually 20 years old and I was actually in college for accounting. So I went to Kansas State University and in 2005, I graduated with my bachelor's in accounting. And so when everybody my senior year was asking me if you're doing an intern or anything of that nature, I was like, no, I work for Purple Wave. And I do all things money there, and I feel like I'm just going to grow up with the company. So, and that's exactly what happened. So, I had no idea that I wanted to do anything in accounting until my senior year of high school, and I had to fill a void in an elective and chose accounting, and I loved it. So, <laughs> that's a good story. We all love it eventually. I, I, I personally, I like, I, I love the theory of accounting. I love the debits and credits, and I love doing it. You know, and so clearly we're on the same wavelength there. Uh, Yes. What, what's the accounting team look like at Purple Wave? So my accounting team has just actually grown uh, with two more people. I have a total of seven people that report directly to me. 
I have two lead accounting associates that kind of oversee the two teams I've divided them into recently. Recently, I have shifted my accounting team of seven into kind of two groups, people who uh, mainly handle our sellers, which is, you know, um, all of the people that bring their assets to Purple Wave. And then, you know, we settle with them and make sure that they are paid correctly, timely and everything like that. And then the other employees kind of uh, handle what I call the employee management. Um, They handle kind of the administrative functions of our teams, you know, credit card reporting compliances. One individual on the team does all the sales tax type type entries and remittance. And so I've kind of got the two teams divided right now, um, which is good because as we grow larger, it's very important that we become more fine-tuned in our specific responsibilities and tasks. And obviously, you're here. You obviously use Sage Intact. Yes. What were you before that? I remember you have been on Sage Intact since day one. Like how long have you been on? We've been on Intact since September of 2017. Uh, before that, we were on QuickBooks. Okay. So, and before that, we were on a program called Auction RPM. So when I started in 05, we were on Auction RPM. We shifted to QuickBooks in 2007 and long outgrew QuickBooks before we ever shifted. Was that was desktop or QuickBooks Online? It was desktop. So there was no cloud-based. It was, it really stunted us from being able to do things and do them effectively. So, so what was that trigger point? Like what tipped it where you're like, all right, we got to move. I got to find another solution. I think it just kind of, we bit the bullet and we just kind of went for it. Around that time when we shifted, we were experiencing a lot of growth and um, starting to see the volume in our sales and our gross proceeds um, hike significantly. We were becoming way more professional. Um, Not that we weren't already, but we just, the company was growing up and maturing at a great rate. And so it was just one of those things where we just decided we have to devote the time, we have to devote the energy, and we have to shift or else there's no way we're going to be able to keep up with the volume. It was volume-based and our... Like what kind of volume are we talking about? Volume of... Just just anything, being able to record um, journal entries for our revenue, you know, being able to record our revenue in general with the detail that we wanted. Um, some of it was administrative type things like credit card reporting, being able to get all the journal entries in for those, all the credit cards, you know, coding them appropriately. And it got to a point where we would try to download uh, data from a certain time frame, like a, a small one, like even a month, and Excel would crash when we would download from QuickBooks because it was just so much information and so much detail that we wanted to have there, it just wasn't working anymore. So many sales transactions or, okay, wow. So you must have a lot of auctions going on at any time. Like how many, how many items are for sale or for auction on your Um, website? It usually kind of depends. We typically have about, I would say 13 to 16 auctions a month. Okay. Uh, we do have recurring auctions, uh, such as, you know, ag-specific auctions, construction-specific. Yeah. Um, we have some that are government, and we also have uh, vehicle and equipment, and so, and then also truck and trailer. And so um, the combination of those five um, all occur, you know, on certain weeks, and then they'll happen two weeks later, and then two weeks later. So we may get two or three in a month, but it just really kind of depends on how many items are really shifted into those auctions. Um, I wouldn't say per se that we have kind of a threshold of too many items, but once the work just becomes, starts to become too voluminous for a particular point in time, it's just, we've got to shift it to something else. Okay. And then I'm assuming the auction site is like your own code. Some, you coded up the auction site yourself, not you, but 
Purple Wave coded up the site itself. You're not running on somebody else's platform, I imagine. No. Uh -uh. The auction site. Okay. Got it. And then do you have this custom website you have for the auctions tying back to intact? Like the data, is it moving back or is this manual processes? How to, like what, where, I guess, take me from How does it connect? the website yeah, to your back end. So as of right now, we have our own homegrown invoicing system. And that is where we do all of our entries, buyer and seller related. Um, and that, uh, you know, of course, thanks to our website, through our, our systems, we do not currently have a connection to Sage Intact um, right now with our homegrown invoicing system. But we are planning to do that by the end of the year. One of the things that we've done this year is we have hired on product owners that handle from start to finish, you know, the auction process and all the components within that because we have really invested in employees this year and getting people in the right positions and the right places to be able to scale with the company like we need them to. And so what we've done is within that, we've hired what we call, um, you know, the product, product owners and they owners. And they facilitate certain functions part of the auction process. Um, one of the ones that um, will be connecting our homegrown invoicing system, which we refer to as Clickwidator, uh, to Sage Intact is going to be our settlement product owner. And she will handle anything having to do with anything post-auction and anything back office. So right now, I take it you just get like a, an export file out of your proprietary software? For? Of some type, to when you bring out data into Intact? Oh, yes, do yes. We, we're highly, we highly use Tableau as well. Okay. So what, right, what happens right now is those reports are coming from Intact to Tableau. We'll pull the information and we'll import it into Sage Intact, but it's going to be significantly better for us just to, for the two systems to speak. Okay. So did you get excited today when they announced that import feature for the, the tables and you can map the data and import it in? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. it's there's so much with our general ledger right now. We feel like we just don't know what's there and we know we're not utilizing everything to capacity. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to grow my team is I want my team to be able to focus on daily and monthly transactions and myself personally be able to create more efficiencies within the team to be able to scale with our business. Um, my team historically does not scale at the same volume that like our sales team scales. We are not going to get three more people because we've added 20 more people in the sales team. We just need to be more efficient in our systems. And that's what my focus has been this year and will be for the next couple of years to make sure that we can scale appropriately. And it sounds like you're feeling like the only way to do that is you really have to step out of the day-to-day because -day yeah. it's really hard to automate and focus on processes if you're just heads down typing. Yep, absolutely. Are there any challenges that are unique from an accounting perspective when it comes to an auction business? Yes. Online auctions are fairly new. Um, you know, just in talking about regulations and sales tax and everything of that nature, there aren't really statutes or publications too much written in depth about what to do in a specific scenario for an auction company that is not located in your state, but may be there for some reason. And just understanding all the compliances that are necessary for an auction company to be able to operate. Do they have a nexus? Do they not? You know, do they have people doing, you know, things? Is your customer entering the state? All that type of stuff. So you, you have to, uh, I guess, because you, like, do you operate in all 50 states? Do you, like, do auctions everywhere? I mean. So our sellers are primarily in the, in, in the Midwest, kind of where we have our territory managers, you know, north to south, a little bit east and west. 
Um, we are not registered in all 50 states because we do not currently do business in all 50 states with sellers. Now, our buyers are from all over. Um, our buyers can, you know, be from international, domestic. Um, but once you start selling in that particular state is kind of one of those uh, requirements in which you need to go ahead and start getting business registered. But we do not have any sellers, particularly kind of on the East Coast and far out West right now. And so got it. So your sellers are in uh, sort of like in the middle of the country. Yeah. Your yeah. buyers can be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. you register. So you register for sales tax mainly in the states where your your sellers are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So big sell me his tractor. I I went in the auction. I buy it in the auction. This tractor. I'm giving you the money. You're facilitating the funds, and then eventually you pay it out to Blake after you take out X fees or something like that. Correct. So we handle the entire transaction from A to Z. Uh, one of the things about um, our auction company that's a lot different is the assets sell from where they where they're contracted at from the selling customer's location. Purple Wave does not take uh, does not take ownership of the assets at any time. We don't, you know, we don't go out there and move it to our lot, uh, similar to somehow some other auction companies work. They sit at the selling customer's location until removed by the winning buyer. Um, we handle the data capture, the contracting, the listing. We put it all online, you know, all the pictures and everything. And then what happens is at the time point that comes when the buyer comes to pay, all the funds are remitted to Purple Wave. And then we will remit it to the seller, um, you know, for their portion of the proceeds. So are you kind of, in a way, you're acting like an escrow company a little bit where you're holding those funds until all the deal gets done? It's it's a very short turnaround. Um, we we only collect the funds. And then what we'll do is we'll remit it to the seller within 15 business days as based upon their contract. And so it's a very short turnaround. Um, and then outside of that, we will go ahead and remit all the sales tax collected to the state. So we will remit all the sales tax. We do that on behalf of our seller. We collect all the exemptions. Um, we hold the exemptions, you know, in our systems, and then we'll go ahead and remit it to this to the state for the sales tax and go through all that. So the seller literally has to do nothing but take some phone calls, so let the asset go once they get a paid invoice. You're providing a service, like a mm -hmm. full end-to-end -end service. If yes. I want to sell my thing, I don't have to do any of the other work. Correct. Yep. So do you do the sales tax filings yourself? Do you use a service? How do you do all that? We do right now. Uh, our sales tax is remitted to the states by one of my accounting associates right now. And uh, she handles that all every month. Most of our filings well, are her, her role is to deal with that. Mm -hmm. One of tax. the things that we realized as we scaled is that we needed a specific individual that handled all the sales tax. Now, there's other people who know how to do it and are integrated within it. But we need somebody who is the go-to ask person. And so we were very fortunate to be able to hire somebody recently and um, be able to get that person on board. And so that person will remit, and they, it just shifted from another employee, will remit the sales tax on behalf of Purple Wave and handles all the exemption management, auditing it, and making sure that everything is there. And So you're using Intact, any other tech in your stack for accounting and finance? Uh, we, so we use Ramp, which is a credit card management software uh, that we implemented last October. So we've been on it a little bit over a year. It is our credit card provider and our credit card software. They sync directly with Sage Intact. And um, one of the biggest benefits that they have is the receipts that are actually attached in the system are shifted over to Intact automatically. And that was one of the largest barriers that one of the individuals on my team had an issue was, was attaching all the receipts that were provided to him. Okay. So, so somebody takes a picture with their phone yep. and it goes, it actually goes into Intact as an attachment? 
on the transaction? It, it goes for a hyperlink. A hyperlink. So, back. got it. Um, when somebody makes a credit card charge, they will take a picture of it, and because they'll get a text, they'll yeah. get a text from Ramp saying you were charged at this place for this amount for for whatever, um, and they'll go ahead and get a picture of the receipt, send it in. They'll be asked for a memo. The memo will be um, put in the system as well. And it'll be synced over to Intact and all the hyperlinks go with it. And all the coding goes with it. All the dimensions with Sage Intact are connected on an employee basis or a vendor basis or all that stuff. And I imagine the people using this are mostly the sales folks you mentioned because they, they're traveling around. We, most of our staff, um, most of our, well, all of our sales team does have a credit card, but there are headquarter employees such as managers, such as myself that hold credit cards as well. So it's anybody who has a credit card. Got it. Mm-hmm. They also do reimbursements in the system as well. So all of those no longer have to go through any type of manual process. They're a user, so they can go ahead and input a reimbursement, and then it'll be swept over to Intact, and it'll be paid to them via ACH if that's what they choose as well, automatically, without us having to do anything. So Intact, Ramps, what do you guys use for payroll? We actually use UKG. Uh, we just implemented them in July of 2021. So we use, it's a Kronos product. Yeah, were you impacted by their- I was just gonna uh, say, didn't they get- They got hacked, right? Or they went down for a little while. Uh, we were not impacted by that. Okay. Yeah. That's fortunate. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So UKG, uh, anything else? How do you pay your bills? We actually do that right now manually. Checks? Um, yep. Well, we do, so we have different types of uh, what you would call vendors. Uh, we have, you know, vendors, you know, like the electric companies, uh, the utilities, um, marketing vendors. And then we have our vendors, which are our sellers, which is significantly a higher volume. Yeah. Um, but for the other vendors, like the electrical and the utilities and all the, of that nature, uh, it's all manual as well. But there are some systems we are looking into right now. But one of the biggest components and parts of that is we do a lot of local marketing. And so some of the marketing per se, um, and it was surprising during COVID how many people did not shift to type of online type of payment or ability to take credit cards. We still do work with a lot of local kind of smaller marketing um, agencies within the areas of the assets that they're selling. And so they don't have a lot of those um, credit card abilities or still automated paper checks. Paying. We're still yep. doing paper checks. Yeah, paper checks. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's how you that's how you pay your sellers. Uh, we also yes, so we also pay our sellers in that fashion too, but it's handled by a different person in my accounting group. And so um, yeah, we will pay our sellers by cash check, or I'm sorry, not cash, uh, by check. Um, just mail them, mail them. We just mail them, you know, bags of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we'll do check, uh, wire, or ACH. Got it. So you're growing. Uh, you've been hiring. Yes. Are you finding it harder to hire these days? I hear that there is a shortage of accountants. So my team, like I was saying earlier, doesn't hire too often. The last time we went through a round of hiring about a year ago, it seemed difficult uh, to find somebody. Um, and we were very lucky to find um, the employee that we hired when we did. Um, but this last time I had two openings open and I feel like the process was much smoother. We are next to the university, um, and there are times where I feel like we have shortages, and then sometimes they're just all there, and you have a whole plethora to pick from. But it just, I don't know what the, I don't know how to explain, like, what causes the ups and downs. It's just, 
Sometimes hiring seems to be easier. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> um, well, it's good being next to the university, right? And I imagine they is. have a pretty good accounting program. And Well, of course, I graduated from yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, they do. The, the university is a big part of, you know, Purple Wave's integration into the city. Um, you know, wanting to make sure we get the right people for the right job. And Manhattan is not a... It's, it's definitely a college town, but it's not just a college town anymore. Um, I've been in Manhattan since 95, and I went through the whole, the whole, you know, grade school to middle school to high school to graduation or to college there. And every step is different. And I've noticed a lot of the people that left from my class to go to school someplace else are coming back to Manhattan and to establish themselves as parents and uh, full-time professionals in the area. So... The college there definitely brings um, a different a different level to it because it is a really great resource, I think, for a lot of our HR department to be able to source local individuals for interns um, and all that all that that can help our company grow and scale the way we want it to. Cool. I have a, one last question. Good. You mentioned that you love accounting. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about accounting? Um. So. Every single time that I tell somebody that I'm an accountant, they tell me, oh, so you must love math. No, I don't love math. I just get it. But it's kind of funny because I feel like for me, for me personally, and I can tell in my family, you're either strong in English or you're strong in math. So I, don't, I, I, I am a firm believer you're not strong at both, <laughs> or at least I'm not. My kids are not. They're one or the other. But I like the way that things just make sense. Um, I don't really like statistics because it's an, it's a, it can be a this or a that, but accounting, there's an answer and there has to be an answer because there has to be. So it just makes sense and it's there and it makes me feel happy that you can close something at the end of the day and you know that it's right and you don't make judgment calls per se. Yeah. You, there is an answer. There's there is an one, answer. is one answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just, I guess I have a last question now. All right, your so, turn, David. So you graduated college with mm -hmm. accounting degree and you went straight to private. Yes. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. What, what motivated that decision? Why didn't you, did you intern at any of the big firms? Did you think about going public? Like where, what? There was, so when I started in 2005, there was a handful of people that worked there. Uh, there was per se no departments. Um, I started out just as the front cashier and um, I was hired directly by our CEO. Um, Aaron McKee. And I grew up with the company. And as it came time to graduate college, the company had changed and evolved so much to be what I wanted to be in and what I wanted to do. It just made sense for me to stay. And I've continuously um, graduated and gotten promoted over the last couple of years to now be the director of accounting. Um, you know, I was a customer service manager as we got bigger. And then I was accounting manager. And then I was controller and now director of accounting. And so I've just kind of grown up with the company the same that the company has matured. And it was, it was just a fit. It just, it worked and I don't ever plan on leaving and I'm happy there, but there's a really big family feel to the company. Um, the camp, the company was started by a husband and wife, Aaron and Susie McKee. They're still there. They're still active in the day-to-day -day functions. They are fully in, infiltrated into the company to make sure that is, it is a success. It's very family-friendly um, or family, yeah, family-friendly and flexible. Um, you know, sometimes you just can't buy flexibility um, and it's just, it's a fit and I think it'll always be a fit. Cool. 
Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And if our listeners want to check out all the amazing uh, vehicles and equipment and just sort of geek out about it uh, on the Purple Wave auction site, you can go to purplewave.com. You've uh, got some classic cars, it looks like. Yes. Like here's a 1947 Cadillac Series 62 convertible in Lakeview, IA. That's uh, Iowa. It? Iowa. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, let's buy a bulldozer for five grand. Well, so that's probably not what it'll sell for. So um, all bids start at zero. So oh, okay. they, we don't do any reserves. Um, but yes, uh, there's bidding on it. Um, and what makes it a little bit different is on auction day, when the item's closing, if somebody bids on the item within the last couple of minutes, it'll be extended. So it treats it like a real auction. It allows you guys to respond back to one another. Okay. And it doesn't make it where it just completely shuts you off at a specific time at 10.07 a.m. Um, it's going to allow you guys to respond to one another's bids so that it it, it is like a true live auction, but, but without the live aspect. Oh, this is cool. It is a 1924 Star Car <laughs> Model F for $6,000. I think That's we need to start the bidding. We need to buy this and paint it Cloud Accounting Podcast oh, yeah. Blue. There you go. And it's an expense, right? We <laughs> yeah. can expense this out. Yes. Leah, thanks so much yes, for joining thank us. You. Thank you so much.